As an empath, you are a part of a countercultural revolution to put what is humane back into humanity. I applaud you for being a path forger, willing to venture off the beaten track. I applaud your courage to face yourself, to express your authentic needs, and not to give up on the world with its many failings. You're listening to the Self Adore podcast, hosted by Ellie Vannon and Clea Martin. Our mission is to inspire you to step into your magic and allow self-love to flow into your world. Our transition into becoming full-time entrepreneurs sparked our journey into a deeper practice of self-love. On this pod, we'll cover topics ranging from self-care, wellness, passion, mindfulness, and personal growth. We'll share our own experiences and bring on fabulous guests that will shift the conversation around self-love, making it feel more inviting and empowering. Stay tuned for a new episode each week that will inspire you to self-adore. Thanks for spending time with us. Here we go. Welcome back to the Selfador podcast. Woohoo! We are excited to dive into today's episode. But first, we also just really wanted to take a moment and thank everybody for their support around this podcast as we kind of get into a flow and a groove and sort of figure out what works for us. So we record in several different locations um, at Clay's place in LA, at my place in San Diego. And this past week, we tried to (laughs) meet halfway and record in Orange pretty makeshift situation yeah if you ask me. if you ask anyone <laughs> our our podcast equipment is pretty affordable or not affordable um portable oh and affordable <laughs> and affordable we got it on amazon <laughs> yeah no it's definitely like it's really good podcast equipment um within like a reasonable budget so if you're still kind of like learning the tools and learning what works we actually got this podcast um equipment recommendation i think like a few different people on youtube Mm -hmm. and other podcasters like highly recommended this equipment so um yeah so definitely affordable but also we actually link it also in all our show notes so you can check it out if you're interested but it is also super portable so you can kind of just like wind up all the cords um take the stand take the mic take the little puff thing that we have on it and and go anywhere with it so we headed to orange to kind of like try to meet halfway and record an episode and we had very high hopes that um an open public park under a tree <laughs> would would do yeah yeah did it work the, no. no so we were in the park and there were like a lawnmowers like construction weed whacker talking <laughs> It was right next to a highway, mm. which I had um, Cars, somehow yeah. forgotten mm. about. It was like a park. I used to live in Orange, and so I worked out in this park. But I get it's funny, like Cleo was saying, we were like walking through the park, and she was saying it's funny, like what kind of noises you don't notice. Yeah, <laughs> in it's kind of insane. Yeah, until like, you buy a microphone and you're trying to <laughs> find complete stillness and silence. So, oh, tell them about the car. Yeah, so we scrapped the park. <laughs> And then we still had high hopes of getting an episode done, so we went into the car. And (laughs) the solution was either, one, we turn the car off, which would be great perhaps in the winter when it's not 
95 degrees out in Southern (laughs) California. So we were either going to boil and sweat while recording our podcast or we were going to leave the car on with the air condition running and the engine running um, and it sounded like a third voice. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just that we live two hours apart and it's not always feasible to make the drive. So we try and make it work, but sometimes... It just doesn't work out. Yeah, and (laughs) we are typically really good at planning our episodes in advance and batching and kind of getting several episodes done ahead of time to be released um, and then also planning our guests accordingly. But we've just been traveling so much a little bit more than we had actually expected. So that threw a little bit of a loop in things. So anyways, just really wanted to thank everybody because we do have so many things on our plate, but also just wanted to use this as a reminder that if you have a lot of things on your plate to just have some grace and gratitude and forgiveness and patience with yourself because it's okay if things don't always go according to plan there's always Mm -hmm. room for improvement yeah you don't have to do it on it's like what's the worst that could happen so we want to commit to you guys every single week um from now on so hold us accountable but (laughs) just a reminder though if you feel like you have a lot going on just know that it's okay to slow down yeah okay to slow down and that you can always get back into it like Mm -hmm. it's okay so anyways with that being said we're here we're back we're back (laughs) for another episode um and yeah we also wanted to share a kind of new yeah fun update fun random updates so we spent a day in joshua tree was that yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. <laughs> um, and we drove out to the desert, packed our car full to the brim with stuff to record, just shoot some photos for our beauty brand, Honey and Bee. So we had a lot of creative things in mind. We packed picnic blankets, some fruits, our products, and just decided to kind of wing it, which I feel like, you know, it was hard. <laughs> But it was nice. I feel like we got to really explore our creativity and kind of take content in a way that we hadn't before. Like we just dedicated the entire day to shooting, um, which was really, really fun for us. So, yeah, we did. Well, we did do some prep for it. Like we definitely planned out like the vibe and like the look and feel that we were going for. But it was like I said, it was different, a different kind of aesthetic than we'd ever done before. So it definitely took us like a bit to kind of get into our creative (laughs) flow of everything. But it turned out really great. And we ended up being really happy with the content. So it was really fun to be in Joshua Tree and kind of have that full day designated to just taking content and being there together, like totally disconnected in Joshua Tree. There's no cell phone service. So we just kind of spent the time there together. We ate, we brought some snacks with us and that was fun. That was we fun. ate an entire bag of cheddar crackers. Cheddar rockets from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Um, we stayed hydrated though, which was good. And I got a really bad sunburn, which was a bummer. So so sad. This is, I'm usually, we are actually both so good at SPF, like SPF every day, all day. Um, but usually I have someone always do my back, but this time we had this like nifty little bottle of SPF that had like a, like a, 
extender spray situation that's advertised as like you can now do your own back with no one's help um but that did not work yikes yikes it was deceiving it looked like you were getting your back but i don't think i wasn't i did not obviously (laughs) clearly Joshua Tree was really fun, though, and for that shoot, we went to a super cute vintage shop in Palm Springs on the way, so it was a really nice way to kind of spice up the content, and there was a really sweet man helping us out, picking out all of the plates, helping us, like, set up an entire scenario of what would look good together, Mm -hmm. so that was fun. I, I really like the creative aspect of prepping for a shoot and everything that you have to do as an entrepreneur wearing so many hats. <laughs> I never thought I would be styling photo shoots, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, that was so fun. It was cool too because all the vintage pieces were from different parts of the world. So some were from Italy, some were from Portugal. So um, yeah, that was really that was really fun. It kind of felt like it brought in like an additional layer of creativity to the content. Mm. We've been doing a lot of self-care lately. And kind of finding little mini moments to be grateful for. So we've been loving just taking morning walks. We've been together for the past few days. So we're kind of like (laughs) morphing into one person. So um, we've been having the same self-care experiences, which has been super fun. And Ellie loves going on walks in the morning and like sweating. And Mm -hmm. she takes her cat Ollie. She has a cat stroller (laughs) that she takes. (laughs) Uh, oh yes yes i do (laughs) um but yeah no morning walks have been so fun and we kind of go and take our phones for safety but sort of just chat the whole time and talk and really we don't really dive into work right away but kind of just get like the the inspiration inspiration flowing yeah so that's always really fun it's yeah morning walks are seriously one of the best ways to clear your head and set yourself up to have a great morning so we've been doing that and then coming back um, making a smoothie so we have a fun kind of like extra Mm -hmm. keeping the summertime vibes going yeah as we kind of transition into fall this has been a fun way to keep the freshness of a smoothie um, in there so the the trick is to add mint fresh spearmint mm. leaves into your smoothie so we've been doing um, a really green heavy smoothie so spinach with banana um, perhaps like a little bit of kale oat milk or I like water mm-hmm. ice and like a scoop of yogurt you could also add um, a, a fruit element we've been doing pineapple and then just seriously like a small handful of mint and I do a big handful big handful <laughs> of mint and it's so good Mm. tell them about your new matcha oh yeah so every now and then I try to spice up my matcha creations so we are both just matcha lovers and we have tons of different um you know ways to make matcha we actually have a blog post on matcha so if you're curious about it we can link that in the show notes as well I know some of you have been kind of curious about how to bring matcha into your everyday but recently I've been taking my oat milk matcha latte to the next level with um, matcha, a spoonful of maca, which is actually a root that kind of um, brings some like brain power, balancing energy, hormone balancing. balancing. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, A 
spoonful of ghee, which is like a clarified butter, which is also really good for your brain health. Oat milk blended in a blender. (laughs) Oh, mint and mint. I forgot that. And mint blended. Um, so again, it gets like kind of frothy and then you pour it over ice. So mm. yeah, that's kind of been like a fun way to get some extra super benefits. We've also been doing Lacey Phillips manifestation course. So this is something that we've been dabbling into and we're really excited to see what happens. We've heard so many good things about the course and we're huge fans of manifesting, but Lacey approaches it in such a different way and she really focuses on the things that you have to unblock to really move forward with manifesting something in your life, whatever that may be. And she just has such a unique approach. So we're really, really just looking forward to seeing, you know, how we are on the journey and then talking about it together. Yeah, I'm so excited to do this with you and it's been really fun to kind of chat about our journeys about it so far because manifestation really is a personal journey, but something that Lacey does recommend is if there is somebody in your life who is curious about it and who is also going through it, to be um, open to sharing that experience because it can kind of also enhance it and it is a bit of a motivator to keep going. So the thing that I personally think is really cool about Lacey's manifestation course and philosophy is that a lot of people think that a lot of manifestation happens from this process of positive thinking or positive reinforcement or creating mood boards. And that, as Lacey explains it to be, is your conscious, like your conscious in the present. But she believes that you manifest from your subconscious and so the positive thinking the affirmations the mood boards all of those things don't really have much to do with manifestation and manifesting the things that you really want and desire in your life so that is really really interesting and that's kind of the process that we are on right now is understanding how to as Clay was talking about the unblocking it's really about unblocking the subconscious and the beliefs about yourself to raise your self-worth and what you believe about yourself so she is really cool. She has also a podcast called To Be Magnetic, I'm pretty sure. So, or might just be called Magnetic. Um, but anyways, we'll link it. She's just awesome. And her voice is so soothing. And anyways, we are excited. So we'll keep you updated. We wanted to just connect with you all a little bit as we head into this episode and kind of check in with you to see how you are practicing self-care. So we just mentioned a bunch of things that we've been doing and we wanted to just ask you to take a moment of reflection and think about how you practiced self-care last week. So if it feels like you didn't do much self-care and you're thinking back and you wish that you did more, how can you have gratitude for even the smallest moments that you did have And how can you actually take that info and then incorporate more self-care into your next week to make it even better? Yeah, love that. I I love what you said about noticing the small moments because sometimes Mm -hmm. you can get so overwhelmed in like, oh, I didn't have that much time for myself. But those small moments can be as simple as 
you know, five minute extra long shower or Mm -hmm. um, discovering a new tea or whatever it was. So how did you self-care last week? Let us know. We want to know. We are excited to dive into today's episode topic. So today we are chatting all about empaths. This is an episode that we have thought about doing for a long time because it's one that is really, really relevant to both Clea and I. So what we're what we were thinking of doing is kind of chatting through what an empath is, the definition, sort of how to understand what it is, identifying what kind of empath you are, if you are one, and then some self-love and self-care tips um, in life if you are going through this journey. So there is a huge difference between being an empath and being empathetic. And so this is something that a lot of people don't know. And this is definitely something that we did not know. Um, I would say, honestly, about a year ago. And so our discovery on understanding ourselves as empaths was truly life-changing. So being empathetic is when your heart goes out to someone else, when you have that sympathy and that compassion for them and maybe you feel sorry for them or maybe you know you heard something that was emotional or it triggered you a little bit so your heart goes out to them you want to somehow be there for them however being an empath means that you can actually physically and mentally feel that other person's happiness sadness or pain in your own body. So it is a much more dramatic and extreme experience being an empath. And so a lot of times it's really hard to even differentiate whether you are feeling something or if you are feeling someone else's feelings. So an empath is also sometimes known as a highly sensitive person and high sensitivity affects nearly 20% of the population. However, this does vary based on who you are, how you grew up, and 20% of people are empaths, but more people have empathetic traits. So Ellie and I are both empaths, but we do have different sorts of ways that we experience this, and we're really excited to kind of dive into that and break it down. So something that was really, really powerful for us um, when we were first on this empath journey and discovering this about who we were or who we are is this book called The Empath Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. This is a book that I read probably a little bit over a year ago now, and I consistently refer back to it. So If you are interested in learning more specifics around different kinds of empaths and what kind of person you might be and how to navigate your life as a highly sensitive person, this book truly changed my life. It's one of those books that you will refer back to and back to and back to and take notes on. It's amazing. We'll also link it. It's by um, Judith Orloff. So the book really dives into how to kind of navigate this idea of being an empath and it really gives you a roadmap to actually hone in on this skill and treat it as a gift versus this thing that you're struggling with. So being an empath is really a superpower and 
I feel like Ellie and I have both come to realize this through our experiences over the last year, kind of learning more about being an empath and implementing it into our lives. So we wanted to just read you a bit of a quote from the book that we mentioned. As an empath, you are a part of a countercultural revolution to put what is humane back into humanity. I applaud you for being a path forger, willing to venture off the beaten track. I applaud your courage to face yourself, to express your authentic needs, and not to give up on the world with its many failings. So this is really just letting you know that if you do feel like you're an empath, if you discover this about yourself, to really honor it and be grateful for it because it is such a gift and you're adding so much to the world. So on the journey of discovering whether or not you are an empath, there are a few key traits that kind of help you identify um if you are one and where you align on the empath scale, if you will. So some people identify with more of them than others. Other other people might identify with some so dramatically and so strongly. So this is also by the author of the book. Um, she has a website that kind of helps you kind of navigate the, your empath journey and the traits. So we'll also link this, but there are a few that we wanted to mention. So the first one is that empaths are highly sensitive people. So this means that they are very spiritually open. They are extremely good listeners. They have a heart like no others through the thick and thin they are there for you naturally this is somebody who is a nurturer and it's also really easy for an empath to have their feelings hurt which is why often empaths are called super highly sensitive people or are often told like you need to have a thicker skin you need to get over it like why are you being this way um sometimes people think that they're too sensitive and that can easily hurt an empath and it actually has nothing to do with the fact that they are too sensitive it's that they are feeling these sensitivities from the world around them empaths also tend to absorb other people's emotions very deeply so they are very highly attuned to everyone's mood around them the good the bad everything going on is absorbed into an empath's energy so they feel everything and sometimes this can be to an extreme so this is where they have to be careful and know how to navigate because if they don't know how to do that it's emotionally and mentally draining so if they're around peace and love however they thrive and their bodies take on that positive energy and they're really able to flourish a lot of empaths are also really introverted so this is something that can sometimes be hard because it feels like there could be a lot of pressure around being more extroverted or giving more energy but empaths are actually spend a lot of time inwards um, empaths become really overwhelmed in crowds and this is something that I can really really relate to anywhere I go where there is any sort of social environment of other people um, that energy is immediately absorbed into my body unless I'm doing the the tips and the strategies that we'll, we'll talk about in a bit um, but to protect my energy and protect myself so 
um, a huge sign of being an empath is being introverted and being overwhelmed in overwhelmed in crowds and also not really sure how to navigate those social situations. So sometimes this could be social anxiety and it could be a little bit of uncertainty on how to be around other people. One of the most beautiful parts about being an empath is the intuition that you have. So empaths are known to be highly intuitive and they experience the world through that intuition. So something that's super important is for an empath to actually develop that intuition and listen to their gut feelings and instead of kind of shoving that down and doing what everyone else wants them to do. So this will really help empaths find positive relationships and kind of avoid toxic ones or things that aren't serving them such as energy vampires which we'll discuss in a bit. An empath also needs a lot of alone time so this is something that once you know about yourself if you are an empath that can be tremendously helpful and valuable because alone time is the time that you use to recharge and feel better and really kind of revamp that energy Um, from being drained from the world around you. So when you are an empath and you are out in the world, you are giving, giving, giving that energy, which can continuously drain your tank. So having alone time as an empath is crucial to your overall well-being and your health. So a tip here is for empaths to take their own cars when they go places so that they have a little bit more flexibility to leave or to kind of protect themselves if something just isn't feeling right. So I know that this is something that Clay and I do as well. um, And I think that it really is a valuable tip. That way you're not obligated by somebody else's plans. Another trait of an empath is that they can become pretty overwhelmed in any sort of intimate relationship, whether that's a friend or a romantic relationship. So spending too much time can be extremely difficult for empaths sometimes because they kind of fear losing their identity and they want to preserve their energy. So being an empath in a relationship can be tricky, but there are so many tips and ways that you can kind of navigate that. And we're really excited to dive into those later. So empaths are also people who are often targets for energy vampires. And an energy vampire is somebody who, we talked actually about this on our episode with Eileen, I believe. So if you're interested in learning a bit more about that, you should for sure check out that episode. But an energy vampire is somebody who consistently drains and drains and drains and um, particularly an empath's physical energy. So this can, physical and mental energy. So this can be something, for example, like asking an empath to do too much for them or taking advantage of an empath's heart and really seeking advice from them too often and too often and over and over and over again, or really expecting an empath to come out with them or be there for them in a way that is much more taking than receiving. So that is an energy vampire. And the reason that empaths are often targets for that is because empaths feel that energy of the energy vampire and often feel 
bad or feel obligated to give and give and give, which like we mentioned before, can just be extremely draining. So if you are an empath, it's really valuable for you to learn boundaries and also learn how to be careful of energy vampires. Empaths also get really replenished in nature. So this is something that is so true for most empaths. They always feel completely renewed and they go into the world you know their busy days and they kind of get super drained and then they love to just go into nature whether that's taking a hike a walk going to the beach going into the desert just somewhere that is completely relaxed and somewhere that they can be in solitude to recharge i think something about the energy of nature there's like something called grounding and so that's when you actually put your feet on the ground and there are ions in the earth that replenish your body so it's actually a physical experience Mm -hmm. and since empaths are so in touch with feeling everything nature is the perfect way for them to rebalance the harmonies in their own body in their mind their body and their soul so if you are an empath find that place in nature that really does speak to you so with that being said that ties a bit into another huge trait of empaths which is that they are highly in tune with their senses so a lot of times empaths are really distracted by different noises or smells or excess of talking and that's because all of those things are magnified for an empath. So a lot of times empaths can also have a heightened a heightened sense. So for me, that's smell. I am so highly sensitive to smells to the point where it will derail my whole day if I smell something that is off-putting. A few examples of that are fumes from uh, like gas, like on the highway, or if I stop to get gas, um, if it's really, really strong, that will throw off my whole entire day. Also, cigarette smoke is something that really throws me off. So it can be tricky sort of navigating the places for you to go if you know that you are really, really um, connected or heightened. You have a heightened sense of something. The last trait of being an empath is that empaths tend to have huge hearts, but the downside to this is that sometimes they can be taken advantage of or feel like they have to give too much. So they are always trying to relieve the pain of others, keep the peace, and just make people feel better and bring good into the world at their own expense. So they really have to be careful. And if you are an empath, just know that this can happen to you and you can feel totally drained if you give too much. So kind of just realize what your boundaries are and put those up in different sorts of situations to protect yourself and really stop yourself from overcompensating because you feel like you have to give too much of your own energy. Yeah, totally. So those are the main traits of an empath and And they also kind of help you determine which qualities or which traits of an empath you can mostly identify with. So having a clear head about which traits really impact you give you the power and the strength to know how to navigate it better and how to really 
kind of go through life with that energy shield up and also getting involved in the things that actually do fill you up versus being depleted, depleted, depleted. And so when Clay and I learned that about ourselves, it was incredibly life-changing because we didn't even really know that something called an empath existed and that was pivotal for us because it kind of, we just kind of felt like we were maybe perhaps like too sensitive or um, you know, gave too much, but kind of just we're okay with it. And so once we realized that we could actually take action and do the things that helped us feel like our best. Mm-hmm. We wanted to share a bit about our own experiences to give you some background on how Ellie and I discovered we are empaths and how we've applied that to our own lives. So like Ellie's mentioning, I've always felt a little bit more sensitive than others and also very easily overwhelmed by people, situations, and energy. So something that I really notice about myself is sometimes when I'm in the grocery store, I'll stare at like the broccoli for two minutes straight and not really know why and that really began to frustrate me because I got super flustered in situations like that and I I didn't understand why and I got very very anxious and stressed out being in the grocery store trying to avoid all of the people bumping into people it really took a toll on me to the point where I didn't feel like going anymore but once I was able to understand that this is because I'm an empath and I feel the energy around me, I was really able to do the things and the steps that I needed to do to overcome that and be braver and kind of stand in my power, look tall, stand tall and just look forward and take deep breaths in those situations. So learning that I am an empath gave me a way to understand who I am really at my core. So it really gave me permission to not feel bad about the sensitivity that I do experience or needing space if I get into a tough situation and I, you know, feel like walking away or running away. It kind of lets me know that it's okay to step back and I need to do what I can to protect myself and also I need to make the decisions that are healthy for me. It also showed me a special side of myself that I can really embrace and be proud of. I feel like I have a lot of intuitive abilities as far as myself and other people go. So I feel like I'm able to really tune into what I need and then I'm also really able to be there for people in a way that I didn't know was possible. And it's just such a special thing and I'm really, really grateful that I discovered it. Yeah, so true. I, you're, you're so right. Like when you know that about yourself, it's so much easier to be there for someone else in, mm-hmm. a, in a really powerful way. And I've seen you do that time and time again. And that really was because of your discovery of this part of you, which mm-hmm. is which is really cool. So for me, I always just felt really overwhelmed with the world and I didn't really ever know why. I felt things to an extreme and always had almost in a way like sometimes it almost felt like even a sixth sense I could predict when bad things were going to happen or even good things but more so I had this like 
intuitive gut telling me when things were off. And when I read the book that we were talking about earlier, I discovered and I learned that that was also a huge sign of being an empath is really being able to know what is going on in the world. It's sometimes a bit scary too, because you kind of feel these things in a way that sometimes feels like trickier to navigate because it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And so learning that though, and realizing that that was a characteristic of who I, who I am and my personality gave me a bit of clarity and, and power in the sense that I felt like I could be in control of it and not fear it, but really have gratitude for it and realize that it, not a lot of people have that kind of intuition and be able to use it to my advantage instead of to my disadvantage. So there was another pivotal moment for me, um, which was there. there's this amazing YouTuber named Carrie Rad, and she did a video explaining empaths and what they are and kind of life as an empath and before that video I hadn't even known that there was something called an empath I didn't even know there was that kind of person and that was one of those light bulb moments for me my entire life changed once I watched that video because I had felt like I never ever have identified so closely to anything in my life before it's sort of like when you read a horoscope and it is so relevant to your life, you're sort of blown away. So that's how I felt. And that really sparked the curiosity for me to learn more. So I started reading a ton of different journals on being an empath and how to navigate life as one. And then I dove into the book that we just talked about. And that for me was just completely pivotal. So really this process of educating myself on the different kinds of empaths and how I identified as one gave me the courage and the confidence that this was much more of a superpower that I could offer the world instead of being bogged down by this stress and this unknown feeling that I could never really put my finger on even as a kid of why I was feeling so overwhelmed and having so much anxiety about other people's issues and other on other things that were happening in the world so having this has given me a lot of clarity for my own self and then also for the relationships that I have in my life. So I've been able to share with my significant other and my family and my friends like this is something about me. So here's how you can kind of understand me a little bit better and also work with me and how you can also how I can also kind of meet you halfway as well. So having a better sense of who you are, whether you are an empath or not, I guess in general is just always really, really validating and is a form of self-respect. So that's why we wanted to really chat about this. Learning that we are both empaths together and going on the journey of self-discovery has really allowed us to be more open and find out things about each other that has helped Ellie and I's relationship. It's helped our business grow. It's just helped us be more mindful and more intuitive about who we are. So it's really allowed us to 
just notice things more. That's the biggest thing that I think I want to talk about first is we've really started to share things with each other that we didn't share before. And we've started to kind of categorize things and define things in a way that makes sense for us. And we really decided to consciously choose the situations that we want to be in and create spaces for ourselves where we feel safe and we feel energized and really just totally say no to or remove the things from our lives that drain us. So as two female entrepreneurs, it's also really tricky to sometimes be an empath in business because business can sometimes be like really cutthroat and really intense and that was a challenge for us. So as Clay and I are on this journey of discovering what it is to be an empath, it's really helped us also create boundaries, especially in business. So we are able to hold each other accountable for things like saying no to certain um, partnerships or um, if we get an email that doesn't feel right to us or kind of rubs us the wrong way, um, it's it's perhaps easy for an empath to, to really, really take that to heart and kind of like think about it and overthink it and just let that kind of control them. But um, identifying that we are an empath, it's a, we're able to kind of hold each other accountable and like say, hey, listen, that situation doesn't control us. We don't have to be worried about that anymore. And so it's really, really amazing to have someone that you can relate to on this level. Of course, you will always have friends and family members around you that love you unconditionally, but it's really valuable to take that one step further and find a fellow empath in your life who can really identify with what you are feeling and you can also identify with what they are feeling because sometimes when you talk about being an empath to someone who isn't one, it doesn't always get you anywhere and it can be frustrating for both people. So it's definitely great to have those kinds of conversations with people like I was mentioning before so that everyone can be on the same page and your relationships can be stronger. But being able to confide in someone who understands it on the more complex level is really valuable. So with all of that being said, there are a few tips that we have put into motion that really help us practice self-care as an empath. So one of the things that Clay and I practice religiously is taking time to recharge. So however this looks like for you, it changes for us. It could be more one day, less one day, but taking the time to recharge is crucial and necessary as an empath. So this could be um, napping in the middle of the day if necessary, if you have the luxury of doing that. Empaths sometimes just need water to cleanse them or sleep to cleanse their energy. So even just taking a brief 10 to 15 minutes of napping is amazing. That could not even be like fully falling asleep, but it could just be laying down, closing your eyes, like disconnecting from the world around you. That little bit of time will recharge you. It, this could also just be being alone. So every morning I go for a walk and that is what sets me up for the day. A disconnect from the world allows me to turn inwards and be present. Um, also, th this is a tip that Clea was saying earlier. She loves like closing her eyes and just simply breathe 
breathing, um, less screen time is also really, really important when you are taking that time to recharge and then also stretching your body and moving and getting your own blood flowing to connect to your body um, really ties back to that mindfulness you were mentioning before, which is feeling what you are feeling um, instead of noticing what's around you. I also really love a good shower to break the day up. And if you're feeling overwhelmed um, after a long work day, this can totally and completely change your energy. We've talked about the power of water and how it can really connect you to the earth and completely take away your anxiety and just make you feel totally grounded. So we highly recommend just doing anything you can with water, even if that's just washing your hands, splashing your face with some water. If you're at work, harness the power of water in this time to recharge. In the book that we have been talking about religiously, um, Judith talks about this practice of creating an energy shield. And this for me was completely life-changing once I was able to practice this on a regular basis. So In the book, they kind of guide you through how to, there's like a meditation around how to clear the energy and develop this energy shield. But essentially what the practice is, is consistently when you need to create, like actually visualize yourself either in a bubble or you could be holding a shield. I visualize myself like in a full on safe bubble. It is like completely soundproof. It's clear so I can see through it, but it has like a beautiful protective color around it. So mine's like blue and purple and it's just kind of shining. And the only person in the bubble is me. (laughs) And so I, I literally put up my energy shield like every day. And this is something that I have to do in order to not absorb the world around me. So I highly recommend this, like practice creating that energy shield for yourself. Visualizing yourself being safe is essentially what this shield is protecting you from. Were you doing that in the car yesterday on our way home from the coffee shop? I don't think I was doing it. In the, did we have a funky moment? You were like taking some deep press. There was like oh, haze. There was like oh, a oh. sandstorm. Yeah, I kind of like <laughs> was. We were driving home from well what's interesting though is I feel like driving for me is always a time for like I always feel really kind of balanced and good driving mm-hmm. um by myself by myself without you in the <laughs> car no just kidding um we were you yeah, know we were driving and I was feeling like pretty like, claustrophobic because there was this like huge haze storm dust storm like rolling in and you couldn't see the mountains and yeah that was really Mm -hmm. that was really scary so I actually wasn't visualizing the energy shield in that moment but I was definitely focusing on my feet which is (laughs) a tip we have (laughs) later on so yeah that's definitely a a moment for you of being an empath and having to shut the world out yeah insane true another hot tip for being an empath and getting through that and really honing in on it is really understanding if your feelings are yours or if they're somebody else's. And this is huge. This is like life-changing. Once you are able to distinguish the difference, that can totally completely change your world because as an empath, you really do absorb 
everything around you and if you're having a conversation say with a friend and they're going through something really tragic or hard or heartbreaking it's like you totally and completely absorb that and you end up feeling exactly the same way and while you do want to empathize with your friend you don't want to completely take on that emotion because then you're unable to help them move forward and be productive so actually realizing and being intuitive and listening to the signs of if a feeling is yours is totally totally a game changer so we highly recommend just kind of slowing down and if you're in a situation think about how you feel just totally tune into your own mind your own body your own soul and feel what you're feeling and if you're feeling overwhelmed realize that it's either you or someone else and that distinction can be totally helpful because if it's someone else's stuff you need to put up the energy shield or learn to protect yourself because you can't be absorbing all of that Mm -hmm. another amazing tip is that it's really powerful to avoid situations so An empath often feels a lot of pressure to conform and to go along with certain things like maybe certain popular things to do or um, whatever that may be. So even as a kid, I always like felt this pressure to do the things that other kids were doing. Um, But of course, as a kid, I had no idea about this. Um, I just kind of thought like I was an old soul or like, which I probably, we we both (laughs) probably are. Um, But as I gone older, I realized that I'm an empath and that's why I don't feel like doing certain things. And I always put so much pressure on myself. So an example for this is since I am really sensitive to crowds and to loud noises and, um, and to smells and things like that. Um, so music festivals are not fun for me. Concerts are not fun for me. Parties are not fun. I sound like a... They are though. You just have to put yourself in the right situation with the right people. With the right people. That's very true. No toxic people allowed. Yeah. No toxic people allowed. Um, I I do like having parties and I love spending time with people. Absolutely. I like socializing. I'm like a cave human. Yeah, no. But I always felt the pressure to kind of do those things. Um, But in general, that stuff just isn't, isn't fun for me. It makes me super anxious. It doesn't fill me up. And I... I'm so hyper aware of everything that's going on around me and that is a quali- uh, that is a trait of an empath is that you like notice all little details mm-hmm. of like that person tying their shoe like oh no are they gonna trip like yeah like oh I see that person's going their boyfriend's bringing them lemonade like I hope the boyfriend doesn't <laughs> spill it like if they do oh no like did they bring an extra five dollars like to go back and get another lemonade <laughs> like these are the things that an empath feels if they um, aren't avoiding doing the things to either avoid the situation or put up those energy seals. So I would just say this, the tip here is to really let go of that pressure to conform to the popular things to do if it doesn't fill you up or maybe do it more in moderation. So if you do want to go out and have a fun time, like make sure you're around the people that make you feel good and make you, you're confident that you're going to have a good time with them. Something that empaths tend to struggle with is apologizing, over apologizing and just feeling completely horrible about everything and I have a lot of experience with this and I feel like it took me a long time to realize that nobody 
cares if you over apologize like it doesn't it's not helpful it's not productive and it actually adds stress to the situation so you have to kind of realize that this is how you were born and these are the properties and the traits that you have and you don't have to explain yourself to anyone and you don't have to apologize or feel like people hate you for doing something or saying something the people that matter and the people that love you will always be there for you no matter what and they know your personality they know how you are and you don't have to overcompensate and explain everything it's draining to do that another thing is around health so empaths are extremely sensitive to what they are putting into their body. That could be foods, drinks, medication, anything that you are physically absorbing um, into your into your body and your bloodstream. So like I said, empaths feel everything on an extreme level. So for me, I'm highly, highly sensitive to medication. That is because I am an empath. So some empaths can get really overwhelmed by the feeling of being able to feel physically and mentally everything. So um, sometimes empaths can try to numb those feelings through substance or through alcohol or drugs. And this is most often an empath who hasn't identified that they are an empath and is who in someone who is a little bit more fearful of who they are and these feelings of sensitivity versus someone who is an empath and has embraced it. So it's really, really important to tune into what you are putting into your body and noticing it's that mindful piece around it. Like what did that particular food in that small magnitude make me feel like, did it make me feel good? Did it shift my whole mood, etc. So, and also standing up for that. So I know for me, sometimes I'm prescribed medication or antibiotics in particular. Um, And for years I took them and I would get so, so sick and um, no one would really listen to me about it. And yeah, it's, it's scary. And I would have these horrible reactions and then just be sick for months on this medication that was supposed to make me feel better. Um, And it wasn't until I learned about myself that I I, it's okay to be sensitive to these things. It's just like who I am. So it's about standing up for yourself and being comfortable with knowing that about yourself so that you can be healthier. The other thing is um, another huge sign of being an empath is loving nights. So sometimes empaths are more energized after the day is over. And this is something that I struggled with for a while because I felt the pressure to like go to bed earlier or like you know wrap up my day or whatever it was and that needless to say definitely like did need to you know get more sleep or like focus on those things but an empath feels the weight of the world in such an extreme that at nighttime the world is actually like asleep and that energy has come to a halt and so If you are someone who loves nights or feels like more creative at night or feels like an extra boost of energy at night, that is literally because you 
might be an empath and you are feeling like this kind of liberation of the world being asleep and you actually like now have time to shine. So empaths have a lot to process and deal with all of the time and something that can be incredibly stressful is traveling and this is something that Ellie and I absolutely love doing and something that we need to prioritize for our own self-care, our own mental health. So we compiled some tips for you to really try and make the most of travel as an empath and get out of your own head and kind of really shut the world around you out, whether you're on an airplane, on a bus, just traveling, walking in some crowds. These are tips that can really help you maximize Um, being in a beautiful place and not having to feel everything around you. So on an airplane, that is one of the places that is like a huge, huge trigger for an empath because that is a closed space where tons of people are with all of their sorts of issues and all of their sorts of things and all their sorts (laughs) of like shits and bits and bops and like all their extra stuff and so like when I step onto an airplane I literally get this like wave of all of that unless I have my energy shield up which I do (laughs) now but um, something that's really really valuable to do when you are on an airplane is focusing on your feet I know that sounds kind of silly but it's actually a really powerful meditation experience so you're sitting in your seat and you have your two feet on the floor and you actually you put up your energy shield around you so nothing else is in and all you're doing is focusing on the feeling of your feet on the floor and counting your breaths and you just do that for as long as you need and that's been really really helpful for me on airplanes so highly recommend doing that helps you absorb way less energy and it also helps you kind of just tune in and feel your best Another tip that I had for the airplane and the airport, because the airport is sometimes just like not the vibe that you're going for, (laughs) but um, actually I have two tips around this. So one is actually just having gratitude for being in the airport, because if you were in the airport and you were headed on a trip, chances are you're really fortunate and lucky to even be like having that experience and sometimes I like repeat that to myself if it feels like it's getting the best of me so having gratitude for just like the travel experience in general I think is valuable but what I do from the second I get into the airport to the second that I land in wherever I'm going is that I listen to white noise the whole time and Sometimes I watch a movie or something else like and that's fun too but in general I have like white noise just in my ears and that's either just kind of like waves or like a shush or like a fan sound Um, and something about that consistency is just extremely calming. Mm -hmm. That probably really helps too with like getting on the plane like that process where you're kind of trying to navigate everything put your bag up like it's like survival of the fittest. Yeah. Oh my god. And also turbulence or taking off and landing that's probably very pivotal yeah those scary parts of travel another tip that we have for travel is really to just bring the things that ground you so ellie and i have specific things that we throw into our bag that 
we know um, are familiar to us and will help us feel like we're at home or just something very familiar to comfort you. So whether that's a stone, an essential oil for that familiar smell, we love lavender, peppermint, anything to really take you to a different place and take you inside of yourself versus absorbing everything around you. So true. I love that. The essential oil is is huge and that's kind of also like a smell if you are sensitive to scents or smells like that's a smell you can count on Mm -hmm. so if something like funky is happening you can just like take your smell and absorb that and yeah inhale it like you just did like put it in your hands and really breathe that in so in travel empaths observe absolutely everything that's going on every little detail of what's going on around them i can think of a, a specific example of i was waiting at the gate and this family the 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 husband or the guy whatever in the family had gone to get you know his family food so he came back with like all these bags of food and the family was sitting in the chairs the mom was there and the kids were there and they were running around and I was like feeling the stress of the mom and I was like I I wanted to go up to her and just like pick up her kid because I I could tell that she was about to like lose it so they sit down they open up all the bags of food the kid like flings its arm the ketchup like goes all over the rug makes like a huge mess the dad is like stressed because like now they have no ketchup but he can tell (laughs) that like the mom needs the support and then they pick up the other bag of food and the bottom of it was wet and like the food fell out of the bottom of the bag. So it was like this whole big like situation that was happening like in the corner of the gate near the airport. And it was like one of those things where someone else probably would have passed them and been like, oh, that family's like having a moment of stress (laughs) or thought nothing of it. Yeah. But you can't help but to stare at it. I was like staring at it and I was like, (laughs) I felt the stress of the mom and then I felt the stress of the dad and then I felt like the kid was bummed because like the food fell and then I was like, maybe I should like go buy them food. Anyways, needless to say, I did not have my energy shield up in that moment. (laughs) And I think back to that instance because it was so draining. I felt completely drained. There's no point. All I was doing was sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had just lived an entire stressful like lunch experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no point of taking all of that on. So if you do see something like that happening, obviously we don't want you to be a bystander if something really horrible is happening. Mm -hmm. Like go help the person. (laughs) But if there's just something that you can't control, then don't absorb that. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be yours. And in travel, just really have the gratitude for the place that you're going. Put up your energy shield. Listen to that white noise. Focus on your feet. <laughs> um, and just tune in and realize that your energy is your energy and other people's is theirs. Um, so, yeah, that hopefully those can help you have a little bit more control over your energy when you are traveling. And, yeah, let us know if you have any other tips as well. We would love, love to hear them. So another tricky situation as an empath can be the workplace. So sometimes it can be uncontrollable and it can feel like you're in a situation that you feel forced to be at or there can be people there that don't have the right energy that works with you because sometimes you just don't have control of you know who you work with who's there what clients come in and there can be so much that happens that is totally and completely 
unexpected that kind of makes you just absorb everything around you. So we have some tips for just clearing that energy and setting yourself up in the workplace so that you feel empowered to really be there and not have to take all of that on. So the first one is to really just set your space up in a way that feels comfortable and soothing to you. So a big one can be adding some sort of warmth to your space. So we love a Himalayan lamp if you're able to bring that. It just adds a nice golden glow to your space. We also like wearing blue light blocking glasses because it really helps you to not absorb the energy from the computer and the blue light that is super harmful for you. So that kind of just creates a neutral like warm feeling versus just having all of this computer energy around you. We also love to bring little things in that can make a big difference. So that can either be a little succulent or a plant or even like a cute book that can kind of center you and something that you can refer back to whenever you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. One book that we really love having on our desks is Brave Enough by Cheryl Strayed. We love just flipping open to that book and finding a random quote and feeling empowered no matter what the situation is. So we'll have that linked in the show notes for you. So in your workspace, it's also really, really valuable to maintain a clear and tidy desk. So sometimes when you have like miscellaneous sticky notes or like a stack of used notebooks or whatever it is, that can become that can become overwhelming and kind of bog down your brain as well. Like you will notice something and then you kind of get hooked on the fact that you need to also give that task attention. So maintaining organization is really crucial in the workspace. Also really allowing yourself to not always engage in small talk. A lot of small talk or petty talk or sort of talking behind people's backs often happens in corporate culture, which is too bad. Um, So if that's something that is happening in your work environment, just realize that you do not have to participate in that. It it doesn't make you less of someone, less of a team member or anything. You are simply protecting yourself. And also that's just not professional in, in a professional environment. So allow yourself to just not engage with that or simply walk away. Or even if you must come up with an excuse until you kind of gain that confidence and bravery to remove yourself from the situation, um, I think is really, really valuable. You can also take breaks throughout the day. So if you have the ability to go and just sit in your car on your lunch break instead of sitting in the lunch room, if that's what you have, um, that can really be amazing because your car is a quiet space. It's your space. It smells like you. It smells like something that's familiar to you. And that can help you just kind of reset and recharge. Like we were saying before, empaths need to be recharged. You can also go and sit alone in the restroom. I know that I used to do this all the time. I would just go and literally sit like on the toilet, just not even (laughs) like going to the bathroom, but just kind of like sat there in silence when I knew no one was like going to be looking for me. And you don't have to explain this to anyone. You can just go and do that and close your eyes and like be in peace. So Hopefully those tips can be helpful if you are in a work environment that could sometimes spark stress. Also, don't forget about your energy shield. 
And I think the last thing around this is also the fact that as soon as you really embrace your abilities and your superpowers as an empath, you gain this confidence. You're also much more able to deliver exceptional work when you know this about yourself. You have an intuitive um, and you have an intuition that really guides you like other people who aren't empaths and that can really elevate your work and what you offer and your creativity and your organization you can also really be there for someone else in your workplace that might be struggling and um, those are all things that are extremely valuable so have gratitude for the fact that that is who you are and you are offering a tremendous amount to your work your workspace Being an empath can impact your relationships, your romantic relationships, your friendships, your relationship with your family. And like we mentioned before, something that you really have to do once you discover that you're an empath is really letting the people in your life that you love know this about yourself. And And this can be completely life-changing for you because you can move forward in your relationships and your day-to-day conversations with a sense of ease and a sense of knowing that you're seen and understood and you're heard. And I feel like once I expressed this, I got into less arguments with the people that I love. They just seem to have a bit more patience with everything that I do. So if you're listening to this episode and you're feeling like you're not an empath, maybe you don't have these traits or you don't have these things happening to you, you don't observe it, we wanted to just let you know that you can take what you want from this. So even if you're not an empath, you can kind of use some of these tips to protect yourself and your energy. And on the flip side of it, you can also use this information to help you strengthen the relationships that you have with the empaths in your life. So now you'll be able to really identify who around you is an empath and how you can best support them and be there for them in situations like these and you really know how to navigate it better and take this information and really apply it to your own relationships. So being friends with an empath is a really special thing. I have some of the some of the deepest connections with the empaths in my life and that's because they feel so deeply and we're able to understand each other in a really special way so have gratitude for all of the relationships that you have with empaths in your life and understanding that knowing the person is just so special because they are super vulnerable and they have so much to share so just take a moment to be grateful for that. Another tip with navigating your relationships with the empaths in your life is really knowing when to respect their space. So not taking things personally if you feel like they need some space from you or some time alone. Um, I used to take that personally with some people, but then I realized that they just needed to clear their own energy. So we just highly recommend understanding the flip side of it and knowing that that's just something that 
they need to do and not take it personally. So if you don't necessarily identify as an empath or maybe you do identify with some traits of an empath, it's really important to learn how you can work with the empath in your life. So if you find yourself being frustrated by other people's sensitivities or even the empath in your life, their sensitivities, how can you approach them and how can you approach that relationship in a way that is a bit more supportive versus you focusing on the frustration that that is making you feel? So it's about going to them and really trying to communicate around, hey, I feel like this is this is triggering you. Is there something that I can do to be there for you instead? And then if there's something that you need from an empath, it's communicating patiently and calmly and kindly so that you can both get on the same page and really be there for each other in the most beautiful and constructive way. At the end of the day, everybody, whether you are an empath or not, is extremely special. We're all beautiful. We're all special. We are all unique. And we all have special abilities that connect to our that connect us in different ways. And when you share something about yourself to someone else, those discoveries just enhance your relationships one step further. So if an empath opens up to you, maybe you can open up to them too about an insecurity or about something that you've discovered about yourself on your personal growth journey because an empath is most likely the best person for you to even communicate that with because they're going to be able to really be there for you and really understand what you're going through in a complex way. So really view it in a way that is a superpower and um, in a way that is like, how can you come together versus the frustration? Okay, so to wrap this all up in a little pretty bow, as Claire is saying, we just really want you to be able to take away something from this episode, regardless of whether or not you fully identify as an empath or you are discovering different traits about yourself that might be a little bit more sensitive or a little bit more intuitive. So take from this what you need and perhaps share it with somebody who you think might be an empath and who might not necessarily know it about themselves quite yet. So just remember that we are all so special and we all have the ability to understand ourselves and understand other people in a really complex way. So go out into the world and share those gifts and embrace it and hold your head high and do it with confidence because those gifts are something that should be shared with the world. And each time you take a step into understanding something about yourself, you're only enhancing the world, which is a really beautiful thing. So if you found this episode helpful, please, like I said, share it with someone who you love, who needs the reminder, who is interested in discovering something more about themselves. We send podcasts to each other all of the time and it's just a nice way to remind someone that you're thinking of them. 
please take a moment to rate and review the Selfador podcast on iTunes. It is the number one way to support us, and we really, really appreciate your reviews. Every time we get one, we have a huge smile on our face, and it just completely makes our day. So we can't wait to hear from you. Just send us a review. Find us on Facebook at Selfador, and follow along on our Instagram at Selfador Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.